So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. Uh-huh. This is Fearless by Jasmine Murray. Uh-huh. Every bit. Measure up. Can't win. Can you can turn that down. I was given the power of love. Yeah, I was. No holding back, no backing down. Hey, hello, people. Mm-hmm. This is the Ladies of Justice song. I want to be. Yeah, I do. Power of love, people. Look at that, people. I got a muscle. <laughs> kind of flabby one, but whatever. Can you hear this at all, you guys out there? I can't really hear it that much on the thing. Alright, that's alright. I would sing it, but I can't. It's just too high for my voice. <clears throat> tell you in the event that you are a fearful person uh, this is a great song to listen to it's Jasmine Murray the song is called fearless as you can tell it's pretty cool mm-hmm yep okay here it is all right people hello people hello people all right so I am <clears throat> glad that you're here uh, I am gonna do that right there Welcome, you guys, to tonight's episode of Bible News Radio. As you all know, we changed the time to 6 p.m. Uh, because um, this is, well, because we're inside. Yeah, we are. How many of you have lived in your house for the last month? <laughs> and, and you barely left because you're like, ah, I'm quarantined inside. I can't leave. How many of you have been like, 
reading local Facebook groups where they like threaten you if you go outside. Me, I have, I've done. You should see my city, seriously. They're like freaking out here. But what we're going to talk about tonight, everything that we're talking about tonight, we are going to talk about kind of in light of, um, <clears throat> of this recent story that came out about Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, who was arrested. Uh, we're going to look at the topic, should ch are, ch are churches essential, um, meaning should they be left open for people to come and worship? And in light of the fact that here we are in quarantine for our safety, um, I wanted to share with you something that I just heard a few hours ago um, as I've been attending the Legal Shield International Convention online because uh, because if this whole quarantine thing had, hadn't happened, Randall and I would be in Dallas right now, but it did happen and we're not. We're here at our house, just so you know. Um, so what I want to read you um, maybe some of you have heard this, maybe some of you haven't. I actually had, but I want to uh, open this up. I have to give a shout out to my friend Lori Baroni, who is in Dallas. Actually, she lives there in Texas. She's the Lady of Justice. She shared this during our LOJ breakout. So this is a story of two frogs. Check this out. <clears throat> it says here, two frogs fell into a can of cream. Yeah, they did. Or so I've heard it told. The sides of the can were shiny and steep. The cream was deep and cold. Oh, what's the use, croaked number one. Tis fate, no helps around. Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye, sad world. And sat still till she drowned. But number two, of sterner stuff. Doggy paddled in surprise. And while she wiped her creamy face and dried her creamy eyes, I'll swim a while at least. Or so I've heard she said it really wouldn't help the world at all if one more frog were dead an hour or two she kicked and swam not once she stopped to mutter but kicked and kicked and swam and swam then hopped out of the butter now wasn't that worth tuning in for just to hear that uh so here we have two frogs right one frog well, they're both, they were both put into to the cream. One was like, this is pointless. I can't get out of here. And basically opted to die. The other one decided it was going to swim and kick and get some exercise. And eventually, as you all know, when you do that with cream, it eventually turns into butter. And so the, one of the big lessons that I walked away with today from the Ladies of Justice Breakout, which I think will apply to you guys, is if you're in quarantine, which you are, right, um, you can either drown in the cream or you can make butter, right? So, like, as a business person, if you have the opportunity to um, work online while other business people are kind of wallowing, like, oh, I can't work and all this other stuff... <laughs> Sean, you're, you're a goofball. Um, <laughs> trying to be serious, Sean. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> he said the other frog croaked. Yeah. Okay, people. That was funny. I have to admit that did make me laugh. But anyway, so while a lot of people are like drowning in their sorrows, hey, you know what? I want to tell you two, two things that I, I know for a fact have happened 
as a result of the quarantine. Number one, domestic violence cases have increased, which is not a good thing. And number two, alcoholism is on the rise. And those two things are not good, right? I mean, when you have abusive partner that you're staying with and you live in a, a home where you cannot leave, um, unfortunately, domestic violence has increased during this time. And, and also, <clears throat> a lot of people are joking about drinking more alcohol, but my concern is that they're not joking. And uh, I think a lot of people are stressed out, right? And, and a lot of them are going to be drowning like the first frog. But here's what came out of this message. And, this, and the message was this. Make butter. You know, don't be bitter. Okay? Make butter, not, not bitter. Be, make butter, people. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Make butter. Like, you're in quarantine, but you can, you can be building your business. You can be starting a new business. You can picking up a new skill. You can be reaching out to people who are shut-ins who don't have that many friends. You have such an opportunity as the church to show up as the church to be that love and that warmth and that encouragement, to be the eyes, the hands, the feet of Jesus to these people who don't have Christ, right? I mean, we are the light in the darkness, and we need to take this opportunity to do good stuff, like Joel Com said. <laughs> do good stuff, people, but make butter. Don't drown in, in the cream because, you know, um, because there's so much. I mean, it's an opportunity that we have, right? So which brings us to, um, you know, which brings us to the topic, which is our, you know, is our religious freedom at stake. And I'm going to tell you something. I think it is. Um, do I think it's, you know, I mean, the question is how far is it at stake? Are we here on the line, you know, before they cut us off? Or are we here? Are we here? Or are we just starting back here? You know, I mean, we don't really know where we're at in America when it comes to our religious freedom and the right to assemble. I've heard some friends of mine who I respect get really, 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 really super upset that anybody has told anybody that they can't go to church and they can't have gatherings. Um, in fact, I had I have one friend who <clears throat> is really more of a, an acquaintance. Although I stand with him on principle, I think he's been a little harsh, <laughs> even though I know he's tempered with love. But he basically said, hey, if your church... Uh, has closed down, then I wouldn't trust that pastor. I would walk away because that guy will take the chip and, you know, follow the Antichrist. That's a little extreme, I think. Um, but then on the other hand, I've heard other people say, well, you know, if you don't stay home and you, if you actually even go out of your house, then you're on your way to hell too because you don't give a crap about anybody else but yourself, you know? So, so there's these two extremes. And I think where we're at, um, I think that, we're in the middle, right? We, <laughs> I mean, we know we can't trust the media, right? I mean, you can't trust the media. Um, but we don't know. Here's the thing. We don't know. We don't know. None of us know what the real truth is, right? None of us know the behind the scenes deep state story, right? I mean, there's people out there. There's some guy named Q who people listen to. That's, that's what we talked about the, the, um, the, how do you say it? The, the net, what do you, how do you say that? 
talked about uh, Nasara. Nasara and, and Jasara. Gasara. Right. Which some Gisara. people believe this person Q, other people don't. It's like, hmm, I don't know, Bareface, what do you think? Well, I don't think uh, anything like Nasara is going to happen with just an executive order. And I would hope it not, because that would undermine the whole premise of it. The idea of, of Nasara. Uh, I'm trying to remember the author's name before he turned into a book called Draining the Swamp, uh, is all about restoring a constitutional republic. Mm-hmm. That this nation ought to be, and if it were really based on the Constitution of the United States of America, the United States of America would be a constitutional republic. But But the government has far exceeded its constitutional boundaries over the decades and and doesn't resemble what the charter says it ought to be um so so if it were if returning to a constitutional public took some sort of um could be accomplished with some sort of executive order then that would undermine a constitutional republic because the u.s constitution has been amended to include income tax um and um and the 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 I don't know, is the Federal Reserve, is that mentioned uh, in the 14th Amendment? I don't have to go, but for sure, income tax is in there. So in order to get rid of that would require, to be a constitutional republic, would require another constitutional amendment, which would, of course, require, what, two-thirds of the states, you know, et cetera. Right. Well, here's here's something, here's a resource I want you guys to check out. And this is where we're, we're pretty much grabbing all of our news for tonight's show, with the exception of one, of one story, and that's uh, Liberty Council's website. So if you go to... That's not the exception. Hmm? That, that's not the exception, just to, just to make that clear. But they would understand. You said we're getting all the stories from one series with the exception of one, and that's the Liberty Council website. Okay, whatever. The resource is the Liberty Council website. Right. <clears throat> so we're getting we're getting all our news off Liberty Council's website, which is lc.org, okay? So you guys can just go there, lc.org. It stands for libertycouncil.org. Um, and they actually have on there um, a Patriot's Handbook that you can download. It's called the Patriot's Handbook of American Liberty, and it includes the Declaration of Independence, the U.S. Constitution, the Patrick Henry's Clarion speech and the essay written by Matt Staver, who is one of the founders, I think, of Liberty Council. Um, anyway, you can download it into a PDF. It's like uh, 70, 75 or 76 pages, something like that. They're like pamphlet-type pages like that. Anyway, um, so the first thing is, like here in Spring Hill where we live, there's an article titled, you'll love this, Reports concerns, re- reporting concerns of stay-at-home order. Cause, is that where we're going? Well, I just, I just want to just share this first. I mean, you don't have to share it, but but this, this is something, because if you look at certain people, you know, we're living in a climate of fear, and there's a lot of insane people in the world who don't think clearly, and they're, they're walking in panic, right? And so here in Spring Hill, where we live, this was posted by the Spring Hill Police Department, they posted 
the SHPD is aware of the concerns related to the governor's latest stay-at-home order prior to calling our dispatch center non-emergency line to report a potential violation. Please read the order linked below. Please pay special attention to Executive Order 22, page 4, section 8, which defines essential activity and also the beginning of page 7, which defines essential services. If after reviewing these sections, you still believe that a violation is occurring inside the city limits of Spring Hill, you can report that to this phone number. Anyway, and, and then, it, then they're saying don't report any of these violations on Twitter or Facebook. So, let me ask you something. Three months ago, do you think you were worried about a neighbor calling the cops because they're going to watch you and see what you're doing just to make sure that you're staying at home? Hmm? Think about that, okay? We have seen movies that have depicted this exact scenario, right? And people were making fun of it. And yet, I'll tell you something. You know where this goes on all the time? Places like China, places like North Korea, places where you have communist leaders or a socialist government that decides that they can cage people and take away people's freedom. Right? So here we have in this little city that I live in, what, 40,000 people or something? Um, about 24,000 of those people live inside a Facebook group in our city. <laughs> I was telling Randall that we should just take the list of the crazy people in that group and put a name on it and then send it to the police department. If any of these people report anybody, then you know they're already crazy because all you got to do is read what they write on iHeart, Spring Hills group. <laughs> um, but um, but then, you know, so so there's that. So, so just by share of like a, put a number one in the chat, chat box, are you concerned that a neighbor might turn you in? Just curious what you guys think. And then we're going to read um, what happened. Yeah, Gossip Central. That's more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I heard um, is like gossip. It's like Comedy Central, really. But <laughs> I don't know, Randall, what do you think? Are you worried that one of our neighbors on our street is going to turn us in? They saw know. us leave first, our house today. First, a uh, fact check correction. I'm, I misspoke earlier. I was referring to the 16th Amendment. Okay. I was thinking of 1913 when it was when it was ratified and the whole thing with the, uh, yeah, Woodrow Wilson administration. Yeah, so the 16th Amendment, creating income tax, tax and income. Uh, but am I afraid that any neighbor would turn us in for, you know, improper stay-at-home executive order number 22 violations? No. Am I concerned that a neighbor might? I'm not talking about a specific one, just just by percentage-wise. There's that 0.1% out there that that are just bless their hearts, <laughs> you know. And uh, I'm not I'm not going to speak for our police department, but I think the article that uh, we looked at earlier is is their way of saying take a chill pill. Um, you. You vocal few that have, have appointed yourself um, citizen police to um, report violations of stay-at-home orders. Um, yeah. Here, here's a special number that you can call, you special people. And uh, after you've read these things. and Well, uh, so, yeah. Okay, so I'm looking at the PDF for our... Our state, which is 12 pages long. Executive Order 22? Yeah, it's, it's Executive I, Order I 22. 
You read, you read the whole thing? Yes, I did. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, anyway, so, I mean, I think most of my friends agree with me for the most part. So, let's see what some comments said. So, uh, Sean um, says no, I think. Gina says no. I'm, I'm not concerned that a neighbor will turn me in. Godly Reverend says, is the government going to get us groceries we need to eat and thereby have to go get food? Yeah, they're not banning you from going to get food or the essentials. That's the thing. They're not saying you can't do that. They're just saying, like here, one of the big debates in the Facebook group is, is, is really going to Home Depot or Lowe's really essential people for you to be doing all your home repair projects right now and planting a garden? Well, I think that's be good to go into the article about okay so which article do you want to start with? i want to start with the um the should churches stay at home okay should churches meet or not meet or as i titled episode should believers assemble or not all right do you want to read it or you want me to read it um whatever all right i'll read it since i'm your fluffy haired host all right so it says here this was put out two days ago on the first dr rodney howard brown by the way i should just say I am not a fan of Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. <laughs> Just so you know, I don't agree with all of his theology. I think the holy laughter thing, I'm not convinced it was of God. I know my good friend Tommy Norman believes it is. Uh, actually, her and I had a conversation almost two hours the other day on the phone, a private conversation. Um, and whereas I don't agree theologically on that particular issue, this religious freedom issue, her and I completely agree on. Um, but anyway, so I will read this. It says, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, pastor of the River at Tampa Bay Church, was arrested at his home Monday for holding a church service last Sunday. The church is in Hillsborough County, Florida. The Hillsborough County Administrative Order inc includes 43 paragraphs of exemptions and then contains a catch-all paragraph stating that any commercial business that is not specifically exempted may operate as long as it complies with the six-foot separate requirement. Commercial businesses such as Home Depot and others are teeming with people purchasing such items as potted plants, fertilizers, and garden hoses. This business is free to operate without the six-foot requirement. Why do people so easily think that churches should close, but places like Home Depot, Lowe's, and Hobby Lobby should stay open? Although I will say there are some people in this city where I live who hate Hobby Lobby, and they're trying to get Hobby Lobby shut down, actually. Anyway, churches have a First Amendment right to exist and assemble, but the commercial businesses do not. The Home Depots in Hillsborough County look like they're giving out free merchandise. They're packed with people. Truckloads are arriving to deliver such essential items as potted plants. There's no six-foot separation, and there's no special effort at all to keep people safe. Yet the river at Tampa Bay Church spent $100,000 on special equipment and enforced a six-foot separation throughout the sanctuary and the lobby. Why is it that the church can't meet when it has a constitutional right to do so and has undertaken extraordinary efforts to protect people, but commercial businesses can meet with no constitutional protections and many do nothing to protect anyone? People need to think more rationally and critically before they come to a knee-jerk re reaction that churches should not meet. This is the United States of America, and we have a First Amendment for a reason. It's not an either-or that the church should or should not meet. In America, churches have a constitutional right to meet, and in so doing, they can take precautions to protect people. 
When balancing constitutional rights against public health and safety, the government must use a a scalpel, not a chainsaw. The government must narrowly tailor restrictions on constitutional rights. The Constitution does not disappear in times of crisis. Since the arrest of Pastor Brown, Texas and Indiana both modified their executive orders to include churches as essential services. Florida exempts churches and recommends they follow public health guidelines. By the way, he's in Florida, so I think what he did was good because it helped all these other churches there. Other counties in Florida do the same thing, such as Orange County. When Orlando is located, where where Orlando is located, rather, Michigan exempts houses of worship and Kansas exempts activities necessary to preserve constitutional or legal rights, including to perform or attend religious or faith-based services or activities. Okay, Bareface, you want to comment on that? Yeah, very well said. I like the comment about using a scalpel and not a chainsaw. And uh, and Kansas was right to exempt activities necessary to preserve constitutional legal rights. Um, just like I was saying earlier, when, when in reference to Nassara and Gassara, uh, that, uh, you know, you or whoever out there saying that Trump's going to bring this in, well, if he does it by matter of just executive order, then then that's hypocritical if you know if the idea is to restore constitutional order to the federal government you cannot undo an amendment like income tax as, as wicked as it is and we go on for days about that um because the constitution was amended in 1913 to include uh, levying taxes on income uh so in order to do that the only way to undo that in a constitutional republic is to amend the Constitution, you know, ratify another amendment, just like alcohol was prohibited and then later reinstated uh, by constitutional amendment. Um, so, so, yeah, all that to say, in that, in that same vein, uh, the First Amendment, uh, you know, uh, that Congress shall make no law re- respecting the establishment of religion, nor prohibiting the free exercise thereof, mm-hmm. there's a constitutional right to, and then it also uh, uh, freedom of association. I'm trying to okay, wait, but so let me play the devil's advocate uh, or what? What I've I've got a ton of messages this week um, from from all you people who I love. Just so you know. Anyways, just to wrap Go this ahead. up, thought Finish. up. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can't say, well, this this trumps, no pun intended. You know, this this nullifies the Constitution. You can't do that with an executive order. I think there was a pun intended. In yeah. Be, be that from the federal government, <laughs> a city government, state government, county government, whatever. You can't just say, well, this, well, we've decided that constitutional rights don't apply here in this, in this state or this county, this city. That just, you can't do that. Um, okay, but, the Constitution but, Republic, so. but okay, so here's the argument. This is what I've heard most um, of you say to, to me on my Facebook page and um, in my text messages. So basically, the government isn't saying you can't meet what they're giving you the option to go online. And don't you think it's smarter to go online? You're putting less people at risk online, don't you think? Yeah, and that's that's definitely an option. Okay, and, uh, so my question is, and I agree with Tommy on this. Pastor Tommy. I agree with her. Okay, so let's just say for sake of argument, 
okay, that most churches are complying, which is the case. Our church is. My pastor is complying with the, with the order. Mm. Um, then who's to say that at some point they're going to, you know, let's say they decide to cut the Internet. Yeah. Okay, now here's, just so you know, this is what I'm thinking, okay? I don't think they will ever cut the internet for any length of time. If for some reason they do cut the internet, it will be for a very short length of time, enough to scare the crap out of the population of the world, okay? I'm saying that bluntly because that's what I believe personally. Because fear controls people. And when people are afraid they're not going to have food to eat and they're afraid they're going to get a virus and they're afraid they're going to die, they will do whatever the heck government tells them to do. Um, Pastor Tommy has been talking about this, and I agree with her when she talks about, okay, so let's say they take this part of your religious freedom away. Who's to say they're going to give it back? Right. I have never seen anything. I mean, the Patriot Act, you guys. You remember when the Patriot Act was signed when right after 9-11? Okay. The whole purpose of the Patriot Act was to give government agencies um, direct communication so that one agency would know what the other agency knew so that they could supposedly share that was they the, would know. that was the surface story that, right right but that was really a privacy ripping away of our privacy under george bush made it legal george w bush made it legal anyway it was it was right. been going on for a long time right unwarranted wiretapping and right which raises another question that came up today um here in tennessee in our Facebook group, which was, okay, so our governor, Bill Lee, just in, put out yesterday that, that all Tennesseans have to stay at home because the tracking of cell phones and where Tennessee people are, there's been an increase in people outside their houses. Now, somebody in the local Facebook group, they made the question. They were like, well, how did they know where we were? And I'm like, <laughs> a whole bunch of people laughed at that because I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, hello, you have a tracking bug, you're carrying it, you're addicted to it, you know, you're on it right now watching us, I mean, it's like, and ev even, like where even if there were no location services in your phone, even if there were no GPS, what makes a cell phone a cell phone, cellular communications, is that there are these radio antennas, there are these transmitters that have a limited coverage of you know, limited coverage of area of, you know, receiving and transmitting signals, which is called a cell. And as you move from one cell to another in the vicinity of this tower to that tower, the if you're on a phone call, you know, it has to be handed off, basically. And, and so just by the virtue of the, the, the tower your handheld radio is yeah. connected with gives away your location. Right. Okay. You can turn off location services, and that's so, so still know where you are. Okay. So they have been tracking us for years. Dr. Catherine Albrecht wrote a book called Spy Chips, which was based on when grocery stores got these cards, you know. Loyalty you, cards. Loyalty cards. You scan it, and then they start tracking the food that you're eating and stuff. Um, you know, there's a good movie. What is it? It's... um. <gasps> Shadow Government. Shadow Government. If you guys have not seen the movie Shadow Government with Grant Jeffrey in it, it's a DVD. You could probably watch it on, I don't know where it's at. Probably Amazon Prime might have it. 
you guys, that's your homework. Okay. Oh. Randall and I aren't doing a show this weekend because mm-hmm. we're at this Legal Shield convention all weekend. We weren't, mm-hmm. we weren't going to be broadcasting anyway. But go look up the DVD, Shadow Government, and you watch that this weekend. Okay. And that's going to give you a really good, I think, picture of the end time scenario that we're actually finding ourselves in the midst of right now. Mm-hmm. I believe that with all my heart. Yeah. Exciting and, times are these for sure. Yeah. So, all right. Not, not fun times like exciting like oh you know the the roaring 2020s you know you know uh a um you know an era of peace coming in whatever maybe peace when they say peace and safety sudden destruction comes upon them um but exciting in the sense of yeah i mean this you know every 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 passing day is a day closer to the end but yeah. But seeing some of these things line up, for good or for evil, the pieces are being, continually being lined up for nefarious use Ooh, by nefarious. a one by a one world government. Okay, and so here's what I wanted to tell you, too, is I wanted to say, don't underestimate Satan, you guys. Oh, definitely not. You know what? There's so many people that take, I'm going to bind Satan, stomp him under my feet, I'm doing all this crap, right? And I'm like... You're an idiot. Even Just Michael the Archangel dared not it. bring a railing accusation right. against him, but I, said the Lord rebuke you. I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but that theology is is so bad. It's, yeah. Satan is a deceiver and a liar, and he is the Father Lord. Lies. He's the Lord of the flies, people. Flies are freaking annoying. Just so you know. And... When the Jews accused Jesus of casting out a demon by Beelzebub, that was blasphemy. Okay? So here's the thing, you guys. Don't underestimate the devil and his craftiness because he's a, he disguises himself as an angel of light. He can mm-hmm. come in and pretend he's one of us. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you got those horns. I know it's, it, he doesn't really have horns, but you know what I'm saying. He's really crafty. Okay? So... And I think that's why a lot of people are scared because they really don't know. On the one hand, I mean, I'm talking to a lot of people. You know, I've talking, I've talked to more people in the last couple of weeks, being here at home, connecting with people all over the internet um, than I have. And and people are scared. People in the church are scared, right? We can we can quote, you know, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind a lot. But that still doesn't take away fear for a lot of people, right? Because now we, we are in a place where we have to practice our faith. We have to really live it out. And we are, we are battling right now. Um, you know what we're actually battling? I'll just say it this way. The God of money versus God. The economy versus God. Because you know what? Every single person in America now has their livelihood literally at stake. So now we have a choice. Are we going to trust God to provide? Because that's what most people are freaking out about. Or are we going to rely on, on our God of money, right? And up until now, America, you know, I mean, a couple weeks ago, we had the best booming economy in the whole entire world. Now, a couple of weeks later, we're all in our houses being quarantined, right? Under the threat of this invisible thing, which I find rather ironic, don't you? We're all scared of something we can't see. That's not as bad as the flu. And um, 
you know, all of a sudden all these things are being passed and this was planned, you guys. I believe this was a biological weapon, uh, probably from China. And I think that um, now is the time for the church to shine. I, I do. I think it's exciting, actually. And I think we have the prime opportunity to share the gospel now more than ever. You know, like I said at the beginning with those two frogs, make butter, people. Don't drown in the cream. Make butter. And one way you can make butter is by starting an online Bible study, inviting somebody to it. And, you know, I did. I, I have two Bible studies I'm leading. And a couple of those Bible studies are people who don't really know God at all. And they're coming in and they're learning about the Bible in a way that they've never heard about it before. The harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. The church has been deployed. Yay. <laughs> and that was, that's one of my favorite graphics I saw is the church is, it shows a picture of an empty church and it says the church is not here. It's been deployed. Hello. We're supposed to be in the world, not of it. We're supposed to be outside anyway. So we have the perfect opportunity. And think about this. Let's say you shared the gospel with somebody online and they didn't like it. What's the worst thing they're going to do to you? They're going to click you off. It's not like they can punch you in the face. All they can do is delete you. Big deal. Who cares? Move on to the next person. You know, shake the dust off. You know. All right. Let's look at what they did with Rodney Howard Brown, though. Okay. Um, so this article was March 30th. Florida pastor arrested for holding church service. Um, this is what this says um, from Liberty Council. Um, let's see here. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm trying to I don't want to read the whole thing because it's so long. Well, I'm just jump to the third paragraph. Liberty Council has agreed to represent Pastor Howard Brown, who was taken into custody today, as the arrest was unfolding. The Hillsborough County Sheriff Chad Cronister held a press conference announcing the arrest. During the press conference, State Attorney Andrew Warren quoted the Bible in Mark 12:31, "There is no more important commandment than to love thy neighbor as thyself." Sheriff Cronister also invited Bishop Thomas Scott to speak, who engaged in a theological lecture about what the Bible says on this issue while disagreeing with Pastor Howard Brown. Scott is currently running for Hillsborough County Commissioner. Coincidence? Um, hmm? Coincidence? Yeah. Um, so it says here, Hillsborough County, Hillsborough County issued an administrative order restricting all public or private gatherings, including community, civic, public leisure, faith-based events, sporting events, concerts, and any similar events that bring together more than 10 people in a single room, single space, or any venue at the same time. The order exempted, among other things, shelters. The order does not modify the word shelters, which is an exceptionally broad word. Last Friday, uh, it issued a safer-at-home administrative order that contains 42 paragraphs of exemptions, including religious personnel. Following this long list of paragraphs, the same order adds another huge exception. Businesses which are not described in paragraph 3 and are able to maintain the required physical distancing six feet may operate. Emphasis added. You can see it's dark in there. Paragraph 3 is, is the section with 42 paragraphs of exceptions. Paragraph 5 quoted above stated if a business is not mentioned as exempted but is able to comply with the six feet separation may operate. So anyway, going down here, it says Pastor Howard Brown and the church took extra precautions for the church meeting yesterday, including 
enforcing the six-foot distance between family groups in the auditorium as well as the overflow rooms. By the way, that has not been enforced at Home Depot or Lowe's or any other place. Yep. Not even at Walmart. I went into our local Walmart. They had things over in the pharmacy area. They had the blue thing because people stand in a line and on the floor it said, you know, stay six feet away or whatever. But I walked really close to other people at Walmart. It was pretty packed in Walmart. So you were the lawbreaker. Yeah, I was. Uh, all staff wore gloves. Every person who entered the church received hand, received hand sanitizer. In the farmer's market and coffee shop in the lobby, the six-foot distance was enforced with the floor specifically marked. Okay, so that was good. The church spent $100,000 on a hospital-grade purification system set up throughout the church that provides continuous infectious microbial reduction that is ready to kill microbes, including those in the coronavirus. So, anyway, so... They did all of that stuff. So to all of you guys who are saying, well, he shouldn't do it, blah, 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 blah. He did that in accordance with the thing even before that was passed. Right? So so how many of you knew that? Just curious. I mean, my church didn't do that. Of course, my church hasn't met. Okay. Yeah, how many Home Depots out there? Or having, you know, the whatever, continuous microbial whatever system, which I imagine is uh, includes some airborne sanitizers and filters and some $100,000. It's got to be, it's got to be akin to something that would be running in an, you know, operating room or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's not happening. Probably any, <laughs> any other building, any other non-medical building in all of florida yeah all right so probably the safest place to be let me is, is in that sanctuary let me um let me go ahead and take um a short break here not really a break i mean we're still talking but let me just remind you guys that um you know this is now april it's the beginning of a new month uh our Ariel Ministries is no longer our sponsor, so, you know, I'm asking you, if you like our show, you want to help support our show, uh, to become a pillar of the community, you really would be a huge pillar, because <laughs> there's a huge deficit now we don't have, um, and so, hey, you know what, as God leads you to give to us, you can do that through our website at biblenewsradio.com forward slash give, uh, you can donate through PayPal, um, or I even have a Venmo account, if you, if you like to donate through Venmo, you can do that. Whatever the Lord lays on your heart to donate to Randall and I, uh, we we thank you for, for doing that. And for the few of you that already do that, I thank you especially because, um, well, because I know that you guys have limited income as well. So, um, you know, however God leads you to do that. One of the other things, though, is, you know, I am, Randall and I are actually, you know, we're, we're directors in the company of Legal Shield right now. This weekend is our convention, and our um, CEO, Jeff Bell, actually just gave a short five- or six-minute little presentation to the Ladies of Justice. And one of the things that he said this afternoon that I listened to was about how essential our service as Legal Shield is to have identity theft protection, um, and your legal assistance. I'm going to tell you something. I've been thinking a lot about this. There are a lot of companies out there that
that I know you pay money to that are way more expensive than a $25 or a $30 or even a $50 whole membership would cost you. None of those memberships are going to get you unlimited legal advice. None of them are going to get you your will done. None of them are going to get your ticket help, you know, if you get a ticket. And none of them are going to have an emergency button where you can call a lawyer in the event. Let's say a cop comes to your house and says, hey, somebody turned you in, you know. I have a phone with an app on it that all I got to do is tap that anytime I can have an attorney on the phone. In fact, I had an attorney write a letter to my dad's assisted living this week. And I called about some other thing too. And I don't have to pay a bill, you guys. So what I'm saying is that now is the time to get your membership. Now is the time to get your will done. Do you know that I think it's something like 70% of people don't have their wills done? And of Legal Shield members, <laughs> you guys, many of you don't have your will done, you know? Hey, you guys need to get your will done because think because here's what will happen if you don't have your will done let's say you do end up in the hospital and let's say you expire right let's say god calls you home um if you don't have a will then that hospital gets to do whatever the heck they want to do to you okay your family has no say because it's not in writing so get it done uh the other thing is marriott just reported this week that they had another breach of over 5 million customers. Uh, so identity theft is rampant. The coronavirus, I actually just um, watched the thing. I sent it to my members. If you're a member, you got the email I sent. But there, there's been over 4,000 domain names bought with COVID-19 in them. You know, why? Because evildoers don't take a break. Good people do. Evil Evildoers don't. So the scams are rampant, you guys. And so I cannot urge you enough to get your identity theft protection. Um, and the best way you can do it is by getting in touch with me and signing up for it. Because not only will it help you, it will help you way more, but it also helps our show. It helps us to continue to pay for the expenses we have to do stuff like this. All right. So just get in touch with me. Just contact me directly. Or you can go to stacyharp.ladiesofjustice.com and you can go there directly and sign up. What I will tell you is that if you go directly to Legal Shield's website and you decide to sign up, it's going to cost you more for your membership. That's why you want to come through it through me because then, you know, it supports our show. And plus you get me and you get top grade, top notch, excellent service as a as your person that signs you up. Um, and I'm not saying that to be funny. It's the truth. I put more effort into enter into educating my members than any other Legal Shield associate that I personally know, and I know a lot of them. Trust me, <laughs> I help a lot of those guys out too, um, because I want you to know the value of your membership. I want you to use your perks. I want you to save your money, but I want your rights to be done. I want your your you know your advanced directives, your will, all that stuff needs to be done. Um, and Jeff Bell, one of the things that he said was, he said, when somebody t calls you, and in fact, I had a member call me this week and, and say, I'm going to cancel this because I can't afford it. I got on the phone and I said, look, here is, here's the situation. And then I found out what they were upset about. And I'm like, call your members, call your attorney. That's what, that's what this membership's for. Call them up. So they didn't cancel, which is good because now they got the help that they need. So here's the thing. Go get signed up. All right. Okay. Um, 
What else was I going to say? I think that was it. Okay. All right. So the Rodney Howard Brown was arrested and then he was released. And yesterday, Liberty Council released this statement of Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. And I will be really happy when I can go get my eyes examined and get glasses, you guys, just so you know. <laughs> hi, Dark Horse. By the way, let me just say hi to everybody. I see lots of you in there. Sean, of course, is there. Mama Jean is there. Dawn is there. Jinga Lee, hi. Mia, of course, superhero paramedic, putting her life on the line every day. Nice to see you. Rob, Dark Horse, Walter, Wandalon, I guess that's how you say that. And I know Denise, De Denise, did I ever say, De I thought I saw you in there. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Frankie. Hello. Henry. Um, I don't know. any Whoever's on all the other platforms. Oh, Annette is there. Hey. Hey, you. Nice to see you. Ivan's son. Nice to see you over there, too. Um, and whoever else. I can't say hi to you directly if you don't put anything in the box. But I see there's a handful of you over there on YouTube. Um, are we on Facebook, too? Yes, we are. Okay. Can you see anybody on Facebook? Um, yes. I don't know who they are, but I see there are some folks watching. They haven't okay. chatted anything. Well, people, I hope you're enjoying the show. And, you know, we're just trying to be a voice of reason and kind of just say, hey, this is what's going on. Be encouraged in your faith, okay? So, But Rodney Howard Brown, I think, was treated unfairly. Here is his statement. Um, and it's a long one, so I'm going to... Um, I don't know if I want to read the whole thing. It's quite lengthy. It's like a book. <laughs> it's quite long, actually. Boy, they I don't know how long it was. So here. Um, so I am I going to wear a face mask? Well, I will tell you. I'll be honest with you. Um, the last time I actually got sick was when I went to my doctor's office and when I took my dad there. Um, and that was a couple of years ago. And when I walked in, they actually said, you know, sanitize your hands and if you're not sick, put on a mask. And if you are sick, put on a mask. And both me and my dad put masks on. I remember taking a picture of it and I have it as a Facebook memory because I, I kind of thought it was funny. What I noticed was after that visit, within a couple of days, I was sick. The next year I went back, they did the same thing. I didn't wear any mask. They didn't, you know, I wasn't feeling bad. Within a couple of days, I was sick. So you know what? I determined whenever I get sick, it's usually because I go to the doctor. <laughs> so this past year, I went to the doctor. And before I went to the doctor, I was taking a shower and I was praying because that's where I pray a lot. And um, the thought jumped into my head. Remember the last two times you took your dad to the doctor, you got sick. So you should wear a mask. So this year, I actually, when I went to the doctor, I wore a mask. And you know what? I didn't get sick. I was like, yeah, woohoo, I didn't get sick. I felt silly, though. I was one of the only people there wearing a mask. Um, but I did not get sick because I wore a mask. So if I, if, if here where I live... All of a sudden, there's 5 million cases of this, people going around and everything and all that. Um, and I have to go out. I might. But I think there's 15 cases in the area that I live in. 
And so I personally don't see a need to. I'm not, I'm not fearful of that personally. I'm not paranoid about oh, somebody's going to breathe on me or cough on me or, or anything like that. When I went to Walmart, a whole bunch of people were, some people wore masks, some people were wearing gloves. I was like, okay, I know who I could freak out right now if I went up and went <coughs> to them. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> but there is this little part of me that is kind of like, you know, because I don't know their health problems, right? I don't know that. Um, I don't know if they have asthma. I don't know if they have diabetes. I don't know if they have a weakened immune system. I'm not worried about it, right? I mean, I've listened to doctors. They say pump up on your vitamin C, wash your hands, you know, and all that. So I'm not worried about it. I know lots of people are. Um, I don't think, you know, taking the precaution is silly. I think you should take it. Um, but I, I personally am not going to live in fear and I'm not going to go overboard um, with that when I really have no need to. And I don't think Bareface is either. Are you? Gonna wear a mask? Yeah. Um, depends on where I was. But, um, no. I'm... I'm actually not making fun of the, the virus. I'm making fun mm. of people who are afraid of the virus. Oh. People, people um, who I think are overreacting to, yeah, which I, I think mean, is most people. I actually do think that's most yeah, people. Yeah, if I was going to the hospital or doctor's office, you'd better yeah, believe yeah, I'm Yeah, you would wear a mask for sure. Um, yeah. Because it's a collection place of yeah. all sorts of things. Um, you know, it's interesting. I was... My, up door, my, up, my neighbor, I will tell you, our neighbor up the street, like three houses from us, their daughter has it. Or had it. She's a she's overcome it, but she actually made the New York Post news. She had all these followers on Instagram. They all attacked her. She took down her whole Instagram. I oh. talked to her grandma and her whole family. I literally stood this far away from her grandmother. Yeah. I asked her grandma for a hug. She's like, "No, I don't want to hug you." I'm like, "Really?" And she's like, "Yeah, really." But the infected <laughs> person was in quarantine no, at their own house. She was her because they have a separate house. So anyway, yeah. um, but. Anyway, go on. Yeah, um, <sighs> that's interesting. Time's running out here, but I was reading up on the CIMR tech. You know, it's in place. Uh, it's uh, it's a registered yeah. trademark. Anyway, it's it's a brilliant idea. <laughs> It'd be great to have it running full time everywhere. People should do. Uh, basically, it takes it just uses the oxygen and water mo molecules that are in the air. And generates hydrogen peroxide gas hmm. um, at a, at uh, 0 0.02 parts per million. You think, well, what is that going to do? But that puts uh, the hydrogen peroxide molecules uh, about one and a half microns apart in a in a cubic liter of air at room temperature. Anyway, and then uh, you look at the sizes of bacteria and mold spores and viri things like that yeah they're not much smaller than that and then these and plus they charge these these molecules the hydrogen peroxide gas molecules um both positive and negative to just attract things they just like randomly bump into and so basically it just just like an air conditioner you know cools air and moistens air this stuff takes the air, circulates, and creates hydrogen peroxide gas molecules in the yeah. air. Anyway, 
It was fascinating stuff, and it's like, it makes sense to use this stuff all the time, and then we yeah. probably wouldn't have flu season or anything like that. Well, I saw a, a doctor on TikTok actually talk about a certain hand, uh, a certain thing that he uses. I should find it. I actually saved it so I can remember it. But I am concerned about the elderly. My dad is in quarantine right now at, at the assisted living. Um, I will say that um, as much as I hate the fact that my dad's assisted living is locking me out, I know they're doing it for his own good. And I happen to know locally uh, down in Franklin that COVID-19 made it into a Franklin assisted living. So they shut that whole thing down. Um, and then they put they they were having distance activities at my dad's assisted living. And now they have literally quarantined every patient every every resident to their own room so i'm not happy about that because i don't get to see my dad and i don't know how long that's going to be and i don't know how well it's going to be for his mental health that bothers me um but for everyday normal people my friends or whoever i'm not worried about it but if you have a compromised immune system like i know my friend vicky does and and my friend jennifer has bad asthma and my pastor has diabetes i think those guys definitely need to be way more careful than me. And I'm not saying that like I'm like, oh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm immune. I'm never going to get sick. It's just that I don't have those health issues. <sighs> but anyway. <clears throat> but, you know, I'm trying not to get paranoid, too. You know, wait, hold on. I should bring my alcohol right here. Hold on. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, try not to get too paranoid. You know, I mean, I'm more concerned for Mia who works with the population with the life flight paramedic. Mia, you should, you should weigh in and tell us what you think as far as, you know, what people should be doing. As far as PPE. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, do you want to read the statement from Rodney Howard Brown? I think your eyes are better than mine. The, the whole thing. Yeah. Just whatever you think. It's, you know, it's, um, yeah, fairly, um, so you have been off work and been sick. Did you, did you get sick from COVID or just been in sick in general? I'm asking Mia. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to pick it up in the middle here. Okay. Yeah. I think the reason this statement from Dr. Brown, Howard, Rodney Howard Brown is important because, um, you know, well, just because it's important. You under, you have to understand he is not, he became an American citizen, so he's came to defend our Constitution and all that. I'm washing my hands off with alcohol, just so you know, people. Okay, anyway, all right, go ahead, bareface. All right. Um. Oh, they won't test you? Only people that are admitted get tested. Okay. Well, we'll definitely keep, I mean, I pray for you anyway, so I'll just keep praying for you. Hopefully, you'll be okay. Because it would suck if you're not. All right. In the statement, Dr. Brown says, As you know, I was arrested on trumped-up charges for conducting a church service on Sunday, March 29, which Sheriff Chad Cronister claimed in a press conference allegedly violated the Hillsborough County Executive Order that went into effect last Friday, March 27th at 10 p.m., the two charges are second-degree misdemeanors that carry a maximum penalty of two months in jail and $500 fine. The fanfare and drama that surrounded my arrest was completely unnecessary. A simple phone call informing me that I had been charged with violating the executive order and needed to come to the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office would have sufficed. I would have been willing to turn myself in, 
but was not offered that option. It was unnecessary to send law enforcement to my home, and it was unnecessary to hold a press conference, even if, even as I was being arrested. Uh, before addressing some of the false misstatements made in the press conference, I want to say that even though the drama and made-for-TV press conference was not appropriate, I do not hold any ill will toward anyone at the press conference, including Sheriff Chronister. I have the utmost respect for law enforcement. In fact, in January 2020, I had the pleasure of honoring the Hillsborough County law, law enforcement by presenting a plaque to Sheriff Chronister at the river at Tampa Bay Church. Afterwards, we held an event uh, for our church community, which includes many from the inner city, to interact with and build a report with our local police and deputies. I'm going to stop there. All right, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so what are, your, what are your thoughts on that? Well, given, of course, given that all that we looked at, you know, everything they did with the $100,000 uh, system of, and I was looking uh, again at that CM, CIMR tech and um, really cool stuff. Like I said, it should be employed everywhere, I think. It would probably put an end to bioterrorism for the most part. Um, anyway, given that everything they did, it was safer than probably any hospital place. And I, given that, that there was really no danger of doing this and depending on how you read, uh, the, the executive order, as Liberty Council points out, and there's a lot of gray area and things that aren't defined, um, yeah, and I believe him. If they said, hey, they wanted to arrest him for violating the order, he would have shown up. Said, hey, there's a warrant for your arrest. But the fact that there's this uh, there's this press conference during his arrest, and the right. one guy is running for city commissioner or whatever, it's just, right. it, was, it, it was a f total photo op. TV. Yeah, and as they called it, made for TV. And it's like, but still he holds no ill will. And he has, you know, highest respect for local law enforcement. But, yeah, it's just, like, this was unnecessary. I'm glad that he brought out the, the made-for-TV aspect, which it's a, it was really a publicity thing more than anything. And I think on a local level, for sure, that local candidates had a lot to gain from, from the uh, spectacle. But then, you know, on a national level... For the yeah. you know the well, and he was the socialists and he wasn't the only pastor though that's been arrested, right? It's so, got a lot of yeah, and you know what? I mean, this is uh, I I know technically our show is over, but I will just say the things I want everybody to think about are if your religious freedom rights are going to be taken away or. You're going to be told to put be put in a box, so to speak. Be very careful about being overly submissive. And, and you know, Coach Dave Daubenmeyer, um, he says a lot of stuff. He's, he's a little radical, <laughs> I would say. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is the Constitution is the law, right? Just like homosexual marriage is really not the law in America, really. Because it was a Supreme Court judge that decided to, quote, so-called make it law. Um, nowhere in the Constitution does it say anywhere that homosexuals can marry. And nowhere in our Constitution does it give the right to murder babies. Okay? Just saying. 
Um, and yet we submit to these so-called laws because that's what sheep do, right? I would commend you to read the book of Daniel. And I would commend you to think about the laws that they put up when Daniel was there praying three times a day. They intentionally wrote laws targeting him because he was a righteous man and they knew he would not bow and he would worship only his God. So they intentionally wrote laws to target Daniel to not practice his religious freedom. Um, and there are parallels to this today, you guys. And, and it's, you know, we're not fear mongering. It's true. It's completely true. We've been talking about this for a long time. I've been doing this show 16 years. Um, and uh, I wish there's a movie I saw. It, it's an independent movie. I got to figure out what the name of it is because it actually really had a lot to do with this. You know, let's say all of a sudden that, okay, so we're all stopping going to church. Okay, we're all online. That's great. Okay, so what are we going to do? What if, what if they cut the internet? What are you going to do then? What if somebody decides, hey, they're going to start knocking on your door? You guys have a Bible? You need to you, you need to give us the Bible, people. I, I said this to Tommy when I was talking to her the other day. I said, do you remember? I've, I've said on this show numerous times, you should get a copy of your Bible and bury it somewhere. Hide it. Because there could be a day when that comes in. Because the resistors of the evil that's going to try to take away our freedom in, a, in this country anyway are going to be your patriots they're going to be your christians they're going to be your people that hold guns okay there are small churches that don't even have internet access Got yeah i love you too um yeah you know so you gotta be wise people begin to hide the word in your heart you know keep memorize the word of god because that's what's going to give you the faith and the courage for these times where the whole world is scared. And if you don't think people are scared, like I said, fake cough by somebody. They'll freak out on you. You know, I mean, you can't even say certain things and people get mad at you and they call you evil. And you're a hypocrite because you're supposed to submit to the law. The Bible says that in Romans, whatever, 15, that we're supposed to obey our, our authorities. Well, yeah, okay. But... Remember Peter and Paul, all those guys, when they were being told they can't preach in the name of Jesus, they, they, were, they, were, they were being told to shut up. And what they said, they said, hey, we must obey God rather than man. You know, and, and, and they suffered the consequences for it. They ended up in jail. Daniel ended up in a fiery furnace. He also ended up in a pen with lions uh, because he didn't bow to the ungodly government. You know what? People in our day, Christians in our day, this is the day in history that more Christians have been persecuted for their faith in Christ than ever in the history of the world. And now America could be on the precipice of beginning to get the persecution and our religious freedom taken away like the rest of the world. And I say this because I know what I'm talking about. That's why you tune in, because you guys know I know what I'm talking about. I didn't write a persecution blog for eight years and not learn something. You know, all you got to do is read the news and not turn on the, the, the liberal media. I'm going to tell you something. Limit that. 
you know, limit it. That's why I'm not as scared. I have a friend. I, I love her to pieces. She's one of my pickleball friends. And I went and saw her this week. And she was scared that I was even there. And I'm like, you don't have to be scared. I've been quarantined with my husband for almost three weeks. I'm good. I don't have a cold. You've been quarantined with your husband. You're not sick. We're both good. We're not going to die. You know, but if you keep turning on the media, that's that's the whole thing. If it bleeds, it leads. They want to scare the crap out of you. If you keep devouring that, the spirit of fear is going to envelop you. And I'm here to remind you, God has not given you that spirit, people. He's given you the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. There is no law against all of this stuff. And so I find it interesting that there are laws attached to the spirit of fear, but there are no laws with the Holy Spirit. God has given us freedom. He's given us the power um, you know, and the church is a place of healing, not sickness. And I actually saw somebody say, just pretend, you know, you have to actually all over the Facebook group, they were saying, well, you should just assume you have this virus and you're a contaminator and you're already infected and you're infecting all these other people. I re I reject that. Like you would not believe I am not going to sit here and go, oh my gosh, I have this virus. Oh, you know, are you kidding me? No. I, ha I do not have this virus. I know for, for, for a fact I don't have it, okay? Because <laughs> if you know anything about the connection between your mind, body, and spirit, you can think yourself into illness. Are you aware of that? Serious people, you can reduce your own immune system. In fact, living in fear decreases your immune system. So that's why living in faith you know, you know, godly people, people who understand the, the, the word of God, they memorize it. This actually, um, you know, increases and strengthens your immune system when you're living in faith. That's, that's actually been documented. You know, Barna and all those guys have researched the church. And, and church people are healthier than other people. I have a tickle in my throat. <coughs> the irony of it all, huh? <clears throat> but it's true. <laughs> yeah, I know, right, Gina? Anyway, so um, I um, am going to be trying to do some daily updates in my daily disciples group. Get in there, encourage you, um, hopefully share with you some new stories I, I run across. If you're not in my daily disciples group, make sure you check that out. Go ask, get join, you know, ask to join it, and I'll let you in. Um, we won't be doing a show this weekend because Randall and I, like I said, we're at this convention all weekend. Um, it will be safe because it's here at home, just so you know. And we'll pray for you. Uh, Mia, uh, Randall and I will keep you in prayer. We know that you're not feeling well, so thank you for letting us know that. Um, in fact, let's pray for Mia right now. Father, I just want to lift up Mia to you. And I thank you, Lord, for her work. I thank you for her. As a person, I love her, and I think she's awesome. She's a, such a good person. I love her a lot. Um, Father, you know the illness that she's dealing with, and I just ask that you would heal her in Jesus' name, that you would reduce any of the symptoms that she has, and that you would just bring her um, quick healing um, you know, to her, her body. I ask that you would encourage her, that you would strengthen her, and um, that she would be able to be um, back to full capacity as soon as possible. So I ask, Father, for everybody else in the audience who might be sick, 
as well. I ask, Father, for your healing on them as well. The same thing. Lord, I know that your word says in Psalm 103 that you have healed us of our diseases. And so I pray for that for all of us. And I ask especially that you would give us all a spirit of discernment, Lord, so that we would be able to know what's true and what's not true, what's of you, what's not of you. Uh, in these days of deception where where the media wants us to believe something, um, but, you know, we don't know, but you do. And so I ask, Father, that you, you would um, clear our minds, that you would help us to hear you above all the voices of the world, that your voice would be the loudest. Um, and I thank you for that. I thank you for what you're going to do in all of our lives during this time. Help us to make butter, Father. I commit that to you in Jesus' name the name above every name. Amen. Okay, guys. Um, I hope you have a good rest of your day. Don't hesitate. If you need anything, you know, if you need us to pray for you or something, um, uh, let us know. And also, I want to uh, let you know, I am going to do another Zoom of listeners. So uh, if you're not on my text message list, join that text uh, Bible news to 33222 or message me and I'll put you on there um, so I can tell you when the next one is um, I didn't I didn't do one last week because I was just tired to be honest I didn't feel like talking because it's been a couple busy weeks here um, and uh, and all that all right so that's it remember be bold people stand up and go with God even if you have to stay at home go with God because he loves you people